exploring the lives of ordinary Chinese people, sharing stories of impressive personalities. Life up close, presenting real China in real Chinese living. Life up close, where you can find out the latest about the ever-changing Chinese society. I'm your host Sam Duckett in Beijing. In this special edition of Life Up Close, we'll focus on the life stories in a poor county in eastern China as local villagers struggle with poverty. When I first came to UAC, I was personally overseeing the poverty reduction efforts in a particular town. I could get to the town center on a cement road, but after that, I could only go along mud roads to the various local villages. What impressed me most was a household in a two-tall Zhishu village. There were cracks in the family's mud house, which was on the brink of collapse. The wife was ill and had to take pills every day. The family's older child was studying at college, while the younger one attended junior middle school. Life was so harsh for the family that it made me feel very sorry. In the past, my family was classified as impoverished. We live in a mountains area. We have paddy fields, fields on high ground, woods, and a tea plantation. But we earned very little, having an annual average income of less than a thousand yuan per head. In 2012, we started this new business to try our luck. Fortunately, we have made it with the help of favorable government policies. Now, my family has a yearly income of over 200,000 yuan. Stay tuned. The modernity of two of China's major cities, Beijing and Shanghai, is no doubt eye-catching around the world. These spectacular venues and high-end service showcased at the G20 summit in Hangzhou also seems to have convinced onlookers that the world's second-largest economy is steaming full speed ahead. But behind all this urban wealth and carefully crafted international image, China is still home to millions of people who languish in extreme poverty. Most of these poor families live in rural and remote western regions. The causes of their poverty are diverse, and the challenges of poverty reduction seem to be daunting. But the central government in Beijing has made a solemn promise to lift these millions of people out of poverty by the end of 2020. This means there are only about four years left for the government to wage a nationwide battle against poverty. Can the government really meet this national goal? Will the millions of poor Chinese people ultimately have access to the new wealth of the nation? Let's follow our reporter Yang Yong to visit a poor county in the eastern Anhui province to find out more. Yuxi County in the southwest of Anhui Province is a hilly region in the middle of the Dabian Mountain Range. The county was officially established in 1936, the year before China's all-out war of resistance against Japanese aggression. Once it was established, there was a bumpy road before the Yang County. As well as its harsh natural conditions, the region was battered by war and turmoil in the first half of the 20th century. As a result, the county lost a quarter of its population. This huge loss of life cost the county a large number of its working-age residents and dealt a big blow to its economic development. After the founding of the People's Republic of China in 
Local authorities arranged for some eighty thousand people to cut down trees to fuel the national steelmaking drive of the late nineteen fifties. The steelmaking fervor was part of the ill-fated Great Leap Forward movement launched by the government under Chairman Mao Zedong to quickly modernize its economy. The tree cutting drive caused great damage to the local environment, according to county officials. What's worse, it wasn't until 1959 that the county had access to a modern, smooth road leading to the outside world. Before then, it was extremely hard for goods and personnel to enter or leave what was largely a sealed-off area. The county's long-standing poverty won national attention in the 1980s as China began a U-turn in its economic policy and opened up itself again to the outside world. In 1985, Yuexi was designated as a state-level poor county along with other similar counties. Yuexi then had some 247,000 people classed as poor, which accounted for more than 72% of its total population. Zhang Xueliang, now in his early middle age, lives in the Yuexi Daoshan village in the county. He recalls the extremely poor years of his childhood, which were the late 1980s and early 1990s. We went to school. I had no decent clothes when I was a schoolboy. All I could put on was my mom's worn-out cotton-padded jacket in winter. You know, between seven and eight years old, I was short, and that jacket was long. I used a string to fasten it on me around the waist. It looked very awkward. And when it came to food, we couldn't feed ourselves. My elder brother, who is two years older than me, we had to share just one bowl of rice at school, and this meager amount of food was saved for us by my poor parents. Zhang's memory of poverty is typical of the overall situation in the region. Fortunately, this kind of long-standing and commonly found poverty has been significantly alleviated in recent years thanks to decades of government and residents' efforts. But poverty has yet to disappear altogether from the region, Jiang Chunsheng, head of the Yuexi County government, explains. In the 21st century, local residents have been devoting their efforts to preserving the environment, letting go of some opportunities for economic development. People here also have to endure harsh natural conditions in these mountainous areas, which are prone to natural disasters like floods, landslides, and forest fires, among other things. As a result, we still have a large number of poor residents, and the deprived people are living scattered across a wide area. Not only that, the poverty here has often gone back generations, which poses a great challenge for us. Jiang came to Yuexi seven years ago. The sheer poverty of some local villagers shocked him initially. 
When I first came to UAC, I was personally overseeing the poverty reduction efforts in a particular town. I could get to the town center on a cement road, but after that, I could only go along mud roads to the various local villages. What impressed me most was a household in the Tutuozhu village. There were cracks in the family's mud house, which was on the brink of collapse. The wife was ill and had to take pills every day. The family's older child was studying at college, while the younger one attended junior middle school. Life was so harsh for the family that it made me feel very sorry. Jiang Chunsheng adds that seven years ago, less than 30% of local families lived in multi-story brick houses, with the rest of them sheltering in shabby mud buildings. And the main method of transport was by motorbike. Local government figures show there were 110,000 people registered as poor in Reshi in 2013, some four years after Jiang came to the county. This meant that at least one in three people living in Reshi were classified as poor. This proportion of poverty, though still very high, was a sharp decline from the polling rate of the 1980s. And this decline, villagers and officials agree, was mainly due to government poverty reduction efforts. Now let's take a short break, and then we'll take a close look at how the local government and residents in Yueshi combat poverty. Stay tuned. If you have any interesting stories about China to share with us and can speak good English, why not join us in our worldwide broadcast? Don't hesitate to phone us or send us an email at life at cri dot com dot cn. You're listening to Life Up Close. Now let's follow Yang Yong again to find out how villagers in Yueshi County get out of poverty. The huge sustained efforts began in 1986, after the county was listed as a state-level impoverished region. Officials say that during the almost three decades to 2013, the local government took a wide range of poverty alleviation measures to help the poor families out. The efforts were overseen by a new and special government agency and financed by exclusive government funds and projects. The infrastructure and public service in many of the county's poor villages were vastly improved with this kind of intensive government effort. More importantly, the government sent expertise and technical personnel to help poor families start businesses to make a better living. During all those years, some seven thousand people from various level government agencies or public organizations in Anhui Province contributed their expertise or funds to the poverty alleviation drive in Yueshi. Yang Xiaodong, director of the Poverty Reduction Office of Yueshi County, says they have done specific work to make sure their efforts pay off. There are three critical things we have to do to help lift a family out of poverty. First, we must have a clear idea of the overall economic condition of the family. We must talk with them and get to know what they want to do to get out of poverty. Second, we must help to raise funds for the scheme which the family chooses to carry out. For example, we help get small bank loans for them. Third, we must give technical support to the family. 
You know we have special resident technical personnel operating in the villages. Zhang Xueliang, the villager who has shared his vivid childhood memory of poverty, speaks highly of the government assistance. In the past, if you wanted to start a business, you had no skills or money. For example, I once wanted to do fish breeding, but I had no money to buy fry. Zhang says. He renovated his shabby house last year as he began to make money with his fish breeding business, thanks to government financial and technical assistance. Jiang Chunsheng, head of Yueshi County Government, says that in the most recent years, the local authorities have streamlined and even standardized poverty reduction measures. To achieve A suitable business is crucial for lifting a particular family out of poverty. We have prepared a toolkit with ten business options for the poor families to choose from. This toolkit has taken into consideration the local natural conditions and customs. The ten business options can be divided into seventy-two sub-options, which, like a menu, can better meet the needs of poverty reduction. The ten business options include tea and vegetable planting on hilly areas, poultry and animal breeding, as well as tourism. The county head adds that many families choose to adopt various kinds of business at the same time, which proves very effective. As they carry out these ten businesses, we advise that one family can have more than one. For example, in Shiguan Town, some families are advised to breed pond loach and turtles in the same field while planting wild rice stems. In this way, the villagers can hope for better economic gains. As of the end of last year, local villagers planted more than 10,000 hectares of mountainous cash vegetables with a yield of 140,000 tons. The output value of these vegetables amounted to 470 million yuan, or about 76 million U.S. dollars. As well as the agriculture sector, Yueshi villagers can now benefit from an emerging tourist industry as the government develops rich local tourist resources. Yang Xiaodong, director of the Poverty Reduction Office of Ruixi County, explains how tourism can help the poverty alleviation drive. Actually, tourism can provide a sustainable and inclusive mode of poverty alleviation. First, the construction of tourist sites can create jobs for many families. Second, opening family restaurants at tourist sites can help lots of villagers. Third, the development of auxiliary tourist products can bring additional benefits to many local people. Through the development of tourism, about 8,000 people have been lifted out of poverty in 2015 alone. In other words, more than one in five people lifted out of poverty have managed it because of the tourism industry. Situated in the middle of a mountain range, Yueshi is home to two state-level natural reserves, one national forest park, and five 4A national tourist sites. 
4A is the second highest in the five-level national evaluation system for tourist sites across the country. In recent years, some residents who are fortunate enough to live within the local tourist site have been trying to make use of the natural resources. Nong Jia Le, which literally means joy in a farmer's house, is a kind of family restaurant that usually operates in a rural scenic spot run by villagers. Cai Lijiang owns a restaurant like that in Yueshi. He started the business in the village of Huangwei back in 2012. The restaurant owner says this business has helped his family escape the curse of poverty. In the past, my family was classified as impoverished. We live in a mountains area. We have paddy fields, fields on high ground, woods, and a tea plantation. But we earned very little, having an annual average income of less than a thousand yuan per head. In 2012, we started this new business to try our luck. Fortunately, we have made it with the help of favorable government policies. Now, my family has a yearly income of over 200,000 yuan. Tai adds that he is trying to help others after becoming rich himself. Now that I have eradicated poverty from my family, I want to help my fellow villagers who are still mired in poverty. All the pork and mushrooms my restaurant needs come from the local poor families. This is a kind of mutual assistance. Indeed, all the voluntary efforts of the villagers, together with the government assistance, have explained the decline in the numbers of local poor residents. Yang Xiaodong, who is in charge of the county's poverty reduction, elaborates. The number of poor people has dropped to some 40,000 in 2015. So there have been obvious achievements in terms of poverty reduction in our county. Local official figures also show that more than 90% of the county's rural residents have moved into multi-story buildings by the end of 2015. And more than 20,000 vehicles were owned by local residents, which was unimaginable a decade ago. Thanks, Yanyong. Now let's take a short break, and finally, we'll take a look at the anti-poverty campaign in China at large. Stay tuned. If you have any interesting stories about China to share with us and can speak good English, why not join us in our worldwide broadcast? Don't hesitate to phone us or send us an email at life at cri dot com dot cn. You're listening to Life Up Close. In fact, the poverty reduction efforts in Yueshi are only part of the nationwide campaign to stamp out poverty completely. China has lifted 800 million people out of poverty since 1978. The nation is now targeting 70 million remaining poor, which is larger than the population of Great Britain. The country's top leadership seems to have taken the poverty issue seriously. President Xi Jinping has set specific goals to hit the target: to lift 10 million people out of poverty every year between 2016 and 2020. At the same time, he demands that a social safety net must be provided for the remaining 20 million poor who are unable to work. 
In July, the president convened a meeting during his inspection tour in the northwest Ningxia Hui Autonomous Region. The meeting agenda was dominated by anti-poverty measures in China's less developed western regions. Xi Jinping highlighted the role of cooperation between the country's affluent eastern and underdeveloped western regions in the campaign. During the meeting in Ningxia's regional capital Yinchuan, the Chinese president urged developed regions in the east to help their partner regions in. The West to strengthen their fight against poverty. He noted that the strategy to pair eastern and western regions together in poverty relief had proven conducive to coordinated development and common prosperity. China has used this strategy for 20 years and has established a comprehensive and multi-level assistance system. The widening gap between East and West has been curbed, and significant progress has been made in reducing poverty in poor Western areas and old revolutionary bases. Cooperation between paired Eastern and Western regions in poverty alleviation must continue for a long time. Since the 1950s, eastern provinces and cities have been required by the central government to assist the economic and social development of their western counterparts one on one. This kind of assistance has been standardized in the last two decades. Shanghai, for example, has been paired with Xinjiang, Tibet, and Yunnan province. The scheme, mainly sponsored by the government, has seen investment, personnel, and expertise flowing from the affluent eastern regions to the underdeveloped western regions. Decades of the implementation of the national scheme now continue to convince the current central leadership. In the July meeting in Ningxia, President Xi Jinping stressed that eastern regions should make more efforts to aid western regions, and the officials in the western regions should be proactive in the fight against poverty. Local party chiefs and government heads in both the east and west should personally push for poverty alleviation and consider it a major task. More efforts are needed to better implement the related policies and make the policies more targeted and preferential for those really in need. Xi Jinping said officials would be assessed not only on the efforts they made, but also the effectiveness of their measures. He added that the officials should be held accountable and punished for any failures. The president suggested that the eastern regions should gradually increase the financial aid to the west based on the improvement of their financial status, while the regions in the west should take measures to ensure they were allocated properly. He also encouraged cooperation between the pair counties, townships, and villages in the country's east and west. Xi Jinping also said industries in the east should gradually be moved to the west to help alleviate poverty, while helping the poor not only financially but also in education, health, science, and technology. There were still around 70 million Chinese last year living below the poverty line. The nation's poverty line is 2,300 yuan, or about 350 U.S. dollars, in per capita annual income, based on 2010 constant prices. Almost all of these poor people live in rural areas, particularly in the West. As well as government efforts, resources from other social sectors have been made use of to help meet the target of lifting all these people out of poverty by 2020. As we see in Yuexi County in Anhui Province, tourism in poor but scenic areas is being promoted. Poor households are being helped to gain access to microcredit loans, and work units and other public institutions are being paired with poor villages to assist residents. 
With all these efforts, we should be confident that China can eliminate its poverty by 2020, at least by government standards. But it's only the millions of individual poor people who can truly tell their life stories and their sometimes lifelong struggle with poverty. With that, we come to the end of this edition of Life Up Close. Hope you have enjoyed it. For more, please log on to our website of newsplusradio.cn. For our program producer, Yin Xiu Qi, this is Sound Ducket in Beijing. Bye for now.